0: In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew.
1: What's going on, friends? Happy D'Amico Day. I'll get into that in a second. This is Drew Doherty. But before we do, please subscribe to this podcast. Do me a favor. Just hit follow if you're on an iPhone to make sure that you get this on a regular basis. Okay, now that that's out of the way, here's what we got on today's show. For the first time ever, we're going to Mobile for an in the lab. Or at least the first time I can remember. So gonna to go to John Harris, gonna talk with him a little bit about D'Amico Ryan's and a lot about what he's seeing one, two days in to senior bowl practices in Mobile. Then we had some cutlets that I got, which are basically like minute to three-minute long interviews in the locker room with players. We'll hear from defensive lineman Malik Collins, who's been here since 2021. So he's seen some lean times, and it was really nice to see him be a big part of the success and the fun of 2023. Plus, we'll talk with Case Keenum. Case has some very high praise for C.J. Stroud. He's got high hopes for the future, and it was really cool hearing about his 2023 experience returning to the Houston Texans. And we'll wrap things up with a guy who is very intriguing still, tight end Tegan Quatoriano. He missed most of the season with injury injury. Second-year player. He'll be going into year three with the Texans as a tight end. And he's somebody that flashed as a rookie and showed some things. So what's next for him? We'll hear in his words what he's got planned, what he thought of, what he saw, and a whole lot more. All right, but without further ado, it's time to go to Mobile and talk with our guy, John Harris. This is the first time we've ever done it in the lab, and John Harris has been outside. John is in Mobile, Alabama. And I was about to say at Lad People's Stadium in Mobile, Alabama, because I'm old. You're older,
0: busted. And uh, <laughs> all I
1: remember is Lad People's Stadium, but it's not Lad People's Stadium. It looks like a nice, shiny new setup for you. How are you, man?
0: Yeah, I don't know what people can see as I kind of just roll around here, but uh, this is Hancock Whitney Stadium. This actually opened. I think the first year that we were here was the COVID year of 2021. Mm. Um, that was that was the Nico Collins year, um, mm-hmm. and so I was yeah. here. Uh, you know, checking prospects out. And because it was COVID, there was hardly anybody here. Um, so, I mean, I was able to sit on the stands. It was like 50 people. You had to be, you know, the whole COVID testing thing and all that kind of stuff. And so that was the first year here. That was 2021. So that was Nico's year. Um, and then the next year was Jalen Petrie. Uh, then last year was Tank Dell. And um, mm. I'm sure I've, I've missed some, but those are the ones that I remember off the top of my head uh, that were here. So uh, Jim Nagy's done a hell of a job with this event. Um, it's just it's been incredible so this is Wednesday's practice their so guys are getting on the field and they're in full pads they were in shoulder pads so they they hit yesterday but they're in full pads today which I don't know if saying a whole lot because you look at the wide receivers and DBs on the field their pants are just like bicycle shorts so yeah. <laughs> you, you don't you don't really wearing pads is a little different but uh good intensity some good things from practice and uh a lot of fun got a chance to see all the all the Texans luminaries Uh, from the scouting department You saw Nick and James Lippert and uh, saw uh, James Richard and a few others. So it's good. It's a good day. It's a good day. Hope for a better day in day two.
1: All right. We're going to get into that in a little bit. I had to set the scene just to let people know where you were, but I kind of buried a lead because, Hey dude, happy D'Amico day. (laughs) One year ago today, the Texans hired D'Amico Ryan's and this is not an over-exaggeration. The franchise was turned on its ear in a positive way, and it seems like everything that's happened since has happened with a, a Midas touch in regards to D'Amico Ryans and his coaching staff and the draft picks, and Nick Casario deserves a hell of a lot of credit, and the McNairs deserve a hell of a lot of credit, but everything changed. Everything was almost washed away positively when D'Amico hires, D'Amico Ryans was hired one year ago today, and I knew you were there when that happened, and I was here.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It, was, it kind of that was one of the only reasons why I kind of stunk, you know, the last uh, last year was not being there when D'Amico was in the building and saying hey to everybody and it just kind of stunk not being there. But I was standing, like, right over there around the five-yard line. We're watching O-line, D-line, and I had a couple of scouts walk up from just other teams, and, you know, that I knew, like, hey, man, D'Amico. And I was like, no, no, it's it's not done yet, not till it's signed, sealed, and delivered. And literally, like, 20 minutes later, it was, like, it was signed, sealed, and delivered. And yeah. uh, it was just interesting. You know, I kinda you know, I equate the senior bowl with a lot of different things. It was the first time I saw Aaron Donald up close um in mm-hmm. twenty fourteen, which is I really, was with really you. Cool. Yeah, you were with me. We um, were like looking down saw,
1: at him. He's not a
0: tall guy. Oh, he's he's eye to eye with me, so it was pretty incredible. So um, you know, there are a lot of other things you equate, you know, here with the with the senior bowl, but but that's one of them. Um and then, you know, yesterday we got the news that, that Bobby and Gerard had signed uh, extensions, and uh, they were going to be here for a while, so um, or at least a year. So that's good. So I was excited about that. But you know, I, I tweeted last night, like, man, last year Demico signs. This year, you know, Bobby and and Gerard sign extensions. They're like, man, I love Mobile. Now I love Mobile for a lot of reasons, <laughs> a lot of reasons. Um, but that was uh, that was a that was a really good one, to be honest with you. Uh, three good ones. Um, and it's interesting, you know. I I tell the story. I tell the story a lot. And uh, when I, I think it was 21, the first year that we came in here, um, I was walking in and somebody saw me. I always wear my Texans gear and I saw me and, and um, they said, uh, Texans, like I could hear them behind me and saying some things. And I was just like, man, this is ridiculous. You know, yeah. they're just kind of, you know. They're, you know, uh, chiding me and just kind of behind my back. And I just was like, you know, one day it's, you know, it's going to turn back around and it turned back around and hopefully it continues to turn back around. It'll be fun to uh, have this thing going in the right direction. And, you know, this is a place right here where, you know got a beautiful day too you're just going to see a bunch of prospects that mm-hmm. you know have an opportunity and you know it, it. it's interesting you know as i watch these guys i'm like okay i can like that guy and then there's like 50 guys i end up liking on, on both teams in, in total and i'm like man these guys could all they could all end up with us you know just a little while ago a guy like malachi Courtley just went by me and i was like hey man come on over here talk to houston people you know but you know because there's so many guys i get excited about but you know it's a great event and you know the one year anniversary is such a cool thing in fact right as I was doing this Nick Casario just walked on the other side of the phone but yeah you know, he didn't want to jump on the zoom you know he's you know you know how he is so um, <laughs> I joke with him because yesterday I was actually I was actually talking to James on the sideline you're director I don't know what his official title is but he handles kind of the college scouting and so yeah. I'm talking to Lip and and Nick walks up, he's got a smile on his face. He's like, don't tell him anything, Meeting me. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, I knew it. I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to catch some heck for that. But, um, yeah, but it's good. It's good to be, you know, I mean, think about it from from Nick's standpoint. It's the first year he's been able to be here as the GM of Texas because he's yeah. had three head coaching searches in his first three years. Mm-hmm. So he was able to be here. And I know that tugs at his heartstrings, you know, being the, you know, the scout and the the personnel guy that he is. So, um so, I know it's probably exciting for him to be here. And so these guys are close as as I've been able to. and uh, and that's been that's been really, really cool,
1: yeah, it's funny you bring that up. so I want to get into that Nick Casario scout part in just a sec, but I was so I'm shooting this on a zoom with you on a zoom, mm-hmm. and I'm about yep. ten feet from my desk in the offices. And I was at my desk that day a year ago. And I did not believe any of this be Ryan stuff. I, I was like, no chance. I really, yeah. I'm not joking. I was like, right. there's no chance he's coming here. He's, right. he's, he's not going to, because of everything that had gone on around here, no freaking right. way. And I right. kind of was like dug in, had my arms crossed like an old man. I was like, it's not happening. <laughs> and yeah. on the other so, side of the building, we marketing. heard a roar from our friends in like corporate development and marketing and operations and everything. And yeah. it was at that moment that I, I saw a tweet from somebody, you know, some national writer saying Demico Ryans has signed his deal to be the new Texas yeah. head coach. And it was it was amazing. And then about five minutes later, I hear the glass door open and there's a pillar that blocks the sight of that. I can't see it behind me.
0: Yeah. yeah but I could yeah.
1: hear him and he walks even with the desk and he's like, Drew. And, uh, you know, he says, (laughs) Hey, to me and and Vandermeer, we're all excited. And, you know, my, our guy, Zach Tarrant got a nice photo of, of us shaking hands with D'Amico. And it was such a wonderful moment and everything since then, everything has been awesome. Now you didn't win in Baltimore. You had some losses, but everything was just tremendous. And thank goodness that it happened. Okay. Talking about Nick Casario, D'Amico doesn't get hired. If it doesn't happen with, it doesn't happen without Nick Casario's involvement there, but the first time I became aware of Nick Casario, I think you were with, you had to have been with me, but it was 2014. It was at the first of two Texas A&M Pro Days. This was like the B-Squad oh. Pro Day. It was not the Johnny right, right, Manziel, right. Mike Evans Pro Day. There was one right. before that for a lot of other prospects that were trying to make it. And uh, Nick Casario was throwing passes to the receivers. Travis Labart yeah, well. was one of those receivers that was catching them. But Casario, yep. a college quarterback, at John Carroll, a very good college quarterback, mind you, uh, was throwing passes. And I remember your pal Lance Zerline, our friend Lance Zerline, saying, hey, mm-hmm. keep your eye on him. He's going to be a, a GM someday. Yep. That's Nick Casario with the Patriots. And so it's funny how life works. You know, that was 10 years ago, uh, if you can believe that, yep. John. It's 2024. Yep. That was in 2014 in the run-up to the draft.
0: You know, it's funny. I, I, I brought that up with him. and He kind of sloughs it off, but. One of the things about that day, I remember the Patriots ended up signing somebody that day. Mm-hmm. And I remember him throwing passes. And after he was done throwing passes, he ended up uh, stepping over the side, took a phone call. So he's moving bags and he's moving, you know, like the bags the players go over. I don't know if you can see back behind me, like these bags back over here, the defensive linemen, my, my right shoulder, that so you can yeah, see. like the
1: blocking dummies and tackling yeah, dummies. Those yeah, those
0: blocking dummies. So he's moving those to put them in position. Um, for some of their drilling. He's got his phone up to his ear. And I remember driving home, which was about I don't know, an hour, hour 15 later, and, um, and I see the Patriots had signed a particular player. I can't remember who it was. I was like, that son of a gun. He went, I'm so bad, I'm sorry. That son of a gun was doing this, you know, doing these drills mm-hmm. at the same time that he's signing a player. I was like, that's, that's nuts. And lo and behold, he ends up becoming our, our general manager. You know, I I just I've said this you know a few times now, Drew. I think we've got you know, and I might be I might be low on this. I'm trying not to be you know so over the top homerish, but I feel like we've got a top five GM, head coach, and quarterback, and I think that's yeah. where you've got to start. Um, and I think we've got a top five in the league at those three spots. You and might be being modest. You might
1: be you might be conservative. I know.
0: I, I, I know. I feel like I am conservative with that. It's just interesting as I've kind of walked around and i I've, I've I've seen people. Um, that i that you know that i know and you know i've known chris ballard for a long time so i ran into ballard yesterday and of really the Colts, just, yep. he, as soon as i walked up he's like god dang it man nico <laughs> 75 yards like what <laughs> is that you know so um I mean, it's just it's just interesting but now there's you know that you know we're coming in with a hammer now you know we're not walking in with a you know uh, you know, a, a small weapon. We're walking in with the big old hammer and axe and, and you know, keeping Bobby and Drod in a fold was, was great. And hopefully they'll continue to be in the fold for as long as they possibly can before they end up getting coaching uh, jobs, um, or office coordinator jobs, whatever it's going to be. But uh, to keep that that uh, triumvirate together, uh, I think it's going to be great for this team. And, you know, look, now the schedule is going to change. It's going to get tougher, but you can also add you know, players, especially players that are behind me. I don't know if you guys saw a little while ago. Michael Penix, quarterback in Washington, went by me. Bo Nix went by me a little while ago. Is this guy's ready um, for practice? Um, so you can see, oh, this is one of my yeah. favorites right here in the end zone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I don't know. I can't zoom in. I don't know how to do that. But in the end zone, you see him right there. Oh, I don't know. Right by the goal post, there's some guys in front of number 15. That's Layatu Latu. um, from UCLA. Oh, from
1: UCLA, yeah, the pass rusher. Yeah.
0: He is a freak of Zoid. I'm telling you, if you put him on the field with Will Anderson, it would be over. over. Oh, yeah. This guy is fun, fun to watch. I just think that he's not going to get us at 23, not after what I saw yesterday. So it's good to see a guy like him here. He's a top 10 pick worst. Um, He's definitely going to be there. So there are a lot of other guys that are. Fun. Saw Malachi Corley go by a lot ago. A guy that I really like, Western Kentucky uh, wide receiver, uh, and just all kinds of guys. You know, here's a former teammate. CJ i coming come here. Michael Hall. You know, going to be walking by me. He's right there. Big old dude. Tackle, yeah. A lot of twitch. So, uh, just a fun day to kind of to see these guys. You know, get after a little bit and, uh, and do their thing.
1: All right, let's wrap it up. Twitter question of the day. The guy who has impressed me the most at the Senior Bowl just through one day of practice mm.
0: mm-hmm. as a pass catcher yeah. is? Who oh, was a pass catcher? Um, yes. I, think, I think the most impressive player overall yesterday was Quinion Mitchell from uh, Toledo, the cornerback. He's tremendous. Tremendous. Um, so you're saying he
1: was catching interceptions?
0: Wasn't really catching interceptions. They just couldn't complete the passes on him. I mean, at all. I mean, he put he put players on lockdown. I mean, he was he was incredible yesterday. the The pass catcher, um, well, there were a couple of them. I mentioned Malachi Corley, but to me, I think the most impressive one was Will Fuller Jr. That being Roman Wilson, <laughs> from out of Michigan, he smoked everybody. I mean, just an easy acceleration. You know how Will used to just accelerate away from like a people. deer. He even like yes. he crying. That's kind of the way Roman Wilson is. Is a Hawaiian who ended up at Michigan had a really good twenty twenty three deep ball, tough guy, um, made a number of catches yesterday. In fact, the quarterbacks were really looking him up. Michael Penix um, looked him up on a deep over route, post route. Sam Hartman found him. Um, to me, I think Roman Wilson was probably the most impressive out of Michigan, but there, there are some impressive pass catchers here for sure. Um, I thought Theo Johnson as a tight end was really, really good out of Penn State. Thought he had a good day. Jared Wiley from out of TCU. But as far as pass catchers go, um, I would probably say Roman Wilson from Michigan was pretty darn good.
1: Awesome. John, I know you're in your element. I wish I was there with you uh, getting <laughs> some insane, uh, what's buddy. that? What's that? Seafood place that they uh
0: Oh, winchels. Yeah, so wish I was
1: getting some winchels with you yeah. sometime soon. Um yeah, me too. Can't wait to crack it up with you next week when you're back in the building, back in town, but have good uh, have a good time. Get some more info. I know you will. And happy Deminko Day, my dear friend. Hope yeah, it's a good one ha- for
0: you. Happy Demico Day to you as well, Drew, and uh for your observations, make sure you're checking out the website. It's supposed to be yeah. posted to HoustonTexas.com, so they should be up there. So hopefully. I sent them in late because it takes me a long time to do them after practices, but I've so got, got some good stuff in there, so make sure you check it out.
1: You sent them in late because you're very thorough and you didn't want to leave anything out, so that's why. That's John, that's correct. take care, my friend. Good stuff there from John. We'll be back again next week to talk a little bit more and hear his thoughts completely on the senior bowl prospects that might have a nice shot at becoming Texans moving ahead defensive lineman Malik Collins fit in very nicely into this D'Amico Ryan's defense he's played in a lot of different spots think about it he's been in Dallas he's been with the Raiders now he's a Houston Texan and he's just played for his third different coach after uh, spending the first two years under defensive coordinator Lovey Smith then head coach Lovey Smith now he's with D'Amico Ryan's and like the switch and really is excited about the future. So here is a quick one-on-one I had with Malik Collins the day after the season ended in Baltimore. Malik, when you look back on the season, what's one of the first things that's going to stand out to you?
2: Uh, We exceeded most people's expectations. Obviously not where we wanted to be at, but I mean, a lot of people were shocked about our success this year. I think it was a hell of a year. Definitely a building block, a stepping stone in the right direction
1: see to most people's expectations. What were your expectations, say, mid-July before you start training camp? we
2: go win it all. That's always the expectations. Why not shock the world? I mean, it's the same thing every year. Why not us? You see how Detroit turned that thing around. You see it happen all the time. And I feel like this year was a stepping stone in the right direction, and we're going to continue to strive for that.
1: Yeah. A stepping stone to what possibly? What does the next year hold? Obviously going to be a lot of different faces both sides of the ball,
2: but What's possible? Everything is possible. Everything's out there. Russell Westbrook say, "Why not us? Why not us?" That's what we're striving to do.
1: On a personal level, what was it like for you? How much did you enjoy playing in this defense?
2: I loved it. Like I said a while back, it was a definitely adjustment, adjusting the plan, two techniques i have never did before, but I think it was beneficial for me. Um, I think I made some plays in it. It got off a little rocky for me, but I feel like I finished strong.
1: So what's next for you? How much time are you going to take off before you're back in the boxing ring getting Uh, ready?
2: It just depends, man. It just depends on how long it takes everything on my body to heal up and get get back fresh again. I usually take a little bit of time off, but I do a lot of active recovery. Malik, best of luck. Can't wait to see you next year. For sure, man. appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Always cool to talk with Malik, and you heard that little chit-chat about the boxing there at the end. If you've not seen it, go to YouTube and type in Malik, Collins boxing in the search area, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a fun story that we did with him last spring at his boxing gym for Parkinson's patients. Yes, if that sounds confusing, I understand, but just go watch the video and you'll see what I'm talking about. Thanks to Malik for the time. Okay, we also had a chance on that day after the season to talk with quarterback Case Keenum. He and I went basically one-on-one, and I heard his thoughts about what just went down in 2023 and what's ahead for C.J. Stroud and the rest of this franchise. A Case, on an individual level, how much fun was this year for you?
3: It's too much fun, man. It was a blast. I had so much fun. There's so many different memories, so many different times, different guys that I have incredible bonds with now. I love this game of football, and to be able to do it here in Houston in my hometown with this group of guys was very special to have some really big games that mattered here was awesome to play in some was even icing on the cake man and to do that was was really fun
1: you're an optimistic guy how was your level of optimism in maybe mid-July comparable to what it was in November what did you think of that team before everything started versus hey we're into this now and we could do some things
3: i think we all had confidence it's just the combination of guys who hadn't played together or were young guys It was just hard to know in July and camp, you know, what we were going to be like. I mean, you saw flashes of it, but in this league, everybody's good and can flash, but it's about sustaining that and putting together those type of plays when it really mattered. And this team did down the stretch to make the playoffs, to win a playoff game and, you know, to win a division, to do what D'Amico did, to do what CJ did. All these guys in in their first year, that's impressive.
1: You haven't shied away from talking about what's possible with C.J. Stroud. What's most important, though, for in between now and maybe the start of offseason conditioning for a guy like that?
3: Uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, you got to do what's best for yourself because there's a lot of different ways you can, when you get away from here and train and stuff. So, yeah, I think you'll you'll get away. You could probably ask him. We'll get away from it for a little bit. Recharge. Your rookie year is really, really tough because coming from that offseason workout, For me, it was at Houston, but it's him for Ohio State before your senior season or your last season. To going through that year, obviously the ups and downs, big season for him. It was a big season for me, and then you get really straight into training for the combine. Then train for your pro day. Then your draft comes, and it's like, okay, here's this playbook, and it's massive. And you're like, oh my gosh, so you have to learn all that OTAs, rookie mini camp. You get like a couple weeks in the summer, and then it's. The longest season of your life and to go in the playoffs and do what he did it's impressive so to unwind a little bit get your body back mind back is very important
1: case keenum is an absolute treasure he was integral to the success of this franchise this season and can't wait to see what he does in 2024 okay we also talked with tegan quatoriano as you heard off the top the tight end Going into year three, he missed most of year two with an injury, but he's somebody that's got some skills. We saw some of it last year as a rookie. So TQ went one-on-one with me and shared a little bit about what's ahead for him and what he thought of what he saw in 2023. That's all the time we got for today. We appreciate you checking us out. Please remember, go subscribe. Go follow this podcast so you get it on a regular basis, and it's always hitting your inbox on a Wednesday. So for John and those players that we talked with, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you, gentle listener, for checking us out and having so much fun with us and making us part of your day or night. Until next time, this has been In the Lab.